Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Wizards of Econ podcast. This is Naomi, your host, and today's guest is fully dedicated to understand the science behind product ranking on Amazon and product listing optimization for the highest conversion rate. For the past seven years, Mark has studied the Amazon algorithm to understand how it works, and he shares his knowledge by traveling the world and teaching all the tricks and tips he has to seven, eight, nine figure sellers. Also, now he's on the podcast, so he'll be sharing some of his golden nuggets with you, my dear listener. Mark, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about this. You know, it's funny because like, I've always wanted to like, you know, connect and everything and everyone just all over. And I feel like Prosper, where I saw you again, was like the hub of like everyone meeting, you know, so uh, definitely very happy to be here today. Definitely, definitely. And I'm so happy, actually, we were introduced by a common friend. Um, mm-hmm. And it was so cool. He was like, look at this guy. He's all about branding. Everything what you see is branding, <laughs> you know? And then I checked out the website. And I mean, it's truly. So he's all about branding. And I love that. But the topic we have you on today is Amazon SEO and ranking and specifically what works and what does not in 2022. The reason why I wanted to have you speci- specifically on this show to chat Um about this topic is because, you know, I see a lot of newbie sellers and just entering the market and they are so happy and they have been sold on this like heavily on the, what Amazon marketplace is and how to rank and how to do the best things possible, you know. Um, only thing is that I see that they are learning from sources that were recorded back in like 2022, 2021, even like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? It frustrates me that even if they are doing perfectly their job, the strategies used back then, it's not working. They are not working anymore, you know? So um, let's start right off with the things. Okay. What are the things that you've seen work so far for Amazon SEO and ranking? So, I mean, well, that's a very general question, but short to answer that very uh, in-depth question is that as long as you're optimized and you're working with the Amazon algorithm, you're golden. Mm -hmm. Um, So like everyone thinks like, yeah, you have to make your listing sound good, um, you know, for that, for customers to buy, which is very true. But more importantly, it's, it's for Amazon to learn about your product and make sure it's fully optimized. That that's kind of the key there. Um, between me and you, how often do people go and read descriptions of a product or bullet points? Almost never. Like people aren't, aren't like, you know, really going in depth to that. So it, it should sound good. It should sound normal. But the main thing there is you want to make sure you're optimized for Amazon's algorithm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Yes. It was purposefully a very broad question because like that's where we start. <laughs> now we can go into more depth. Okay. What are the things that you've seen have changed and people would should really be aware of like first off understanding that Amazon understands their product and ranks properly their product. Exactly. So the first 30 days of when you're launching your product is the most crucial, most important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you want to make sure that you, that's when you're teaching Amazon about your product. So that's why it's very important that like, people think, like, you know, I'll just launch my product and then afterwards I'll just add keywords and I'll just take it by air. But really that's not the right way of doing things. The best way is to start off strong and within the first 30 days, Amazon's going to learn about your product and understand your product. And that's by making sure your listing's fully optimized and having the best keywords there. So they relate it, you know, like it's relevant to the keywords that you're inputting into your listing. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I concur to that. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's the case. Uh, what are the things that you see most people are still struggling with because they are trying to mimic what worked beforehand, like so, algorithms changing and so on? 
Exactly. Algorithm changes all the time and they're just getting more advanced and advanced every single day. So people are, are thinking that everything else, like, you know, like doing all the, I mean, like, for example, like let's say doing a, a coupon blast. Yeah, it works, but it doesn't work as good as it, as it used to. Um, but it just understanding that Amazon's changing every single day is what's important. So, um, you know, doing like, for example, keyword stuffing, like putting the same keyword in the title, the bullet points, the description, back in keyword again and again, that used to work well, but it doesn't really work anymore. It's, it's, you have to be very, very careful on how you really actually put the listing together um, and make sure it's complying with Amazon and also with their algorithm. That's really mm-hmm. like the number one key here. Like, as soon as you figure that out, you're really like golden. You're really good to go. Brilliant. Okay, so which are the most important KPIs our listeners should look into now that they are listening to you and you're just like doing their own audit of their listings? Um, it's it's hard to say. Let me think. And it's broad. Um, it's very broad. Yeah. On purpose, it's broad. <laughs> um, well, let me think. I don't know. You want to ask? You want to tell me more in specific? Because I, I I don't know. It's yes. Sure, sure. So, for example, what I love to do, and I know that all other listeners or my specific listeners love to do, they are learning. So this is why I have you on the po- on the show. You're not my co-host. You're my teacher now, right? Okay. And I'm asking all these questions because these are the things that usually people are asking me or they are just coming up to me and it's like, what do you do there? And it's like, yeah, I'm just telling them what to do. But in the same time, they're going home and then they are, hmm, that makes sense. Let me try if it works, you know? So those would be the steps basically. Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So, so you're saying like, what are different things that people watch, like look into? Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, making sure, well, well, first of all, it's very important to make, to be sure that every month or every other month that your, your listing is up to date with a, with different trends that are going on. Cause if you mm-hmm. could jump onto those trends and you could, you could really, really benefit from that. Yeah. Uh, making sure you have the most up-to-date keywords um, and also underratedly um, to have, um, different types of keywords, you know, let's think, for example, like Spanish keywords and things that your competitors aren't doing. If you are starting to implement that before them, you're going to start to sh- show up in the search results. And that's just by implementing a couple of keywords and not really doing anything. Um, so I would say that's very important. Yeah, definitely. I love that you suggested also the Spanish keywords. Uh, Vanessa just, she gave uh, Vanessa, our co-host for the Spanish podcast, right? She okay. gave a, a brilliant, brilliant uh, presentation about, uh, I think there's almost 70 million people within the States who are in, within the Spanish community and no one's optimizing for them, right? Exactly. And here you, you, you said you, it word for word. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. He, you just like gave like a golden nugget right there. So it, it's, um, it's so powerful. I'm telling you because it's not just like there are many people who speak Spanish in America, I'm sure, you know, and they're going on Amazon and typing it in Spanish. So that doesn't mean just because you're in a different country or whatever, you're going to have to just, oh, like, oh, it's not going to have to work there. But like there are many people here who are typing it in Spanish and their competitors are not thinking about that. So if you start to show up and it's much easier to rank and much easier to show up for Spanish keywords, you just got that whole entire market just by doing something small like this. Exactly. Now, the obvious question, but I'm still going to ask it, where would you place those keywords? So I would say to put in the back end. I'm, I'm sure you, you, you would think the same because it might be a little bit confusing if you put in the front end, because yeah. since it's like, you know, you're, you're targeting of many different demographics. So if you put in Spanish, then it might confuse someone who doesn't speak Spanish. But if you put in the back end, you can still achieve, um, you know, being ranked and, 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 and shown up for it and indexed for it. Um, but you don't have to like showcase it, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely and on that tangent because sometimes like people are like oh this this does this work does it not which p- 
parts of a listing, it still works and it's still ranking. So where would you like after optimization place these keywords? Um, meaning after you made your listing, where to place these keywords? No, what I mean that sometimes like uh, two years ago, three years ago, it was like that uh, the A plus content, for example, is not ranking, which is like BS because okay. it does. So that it really does though. Okay, so that's actually one of the, the main things which I was gonna bring up that people have a huge misunderstanding, misconception about. They say A plus content doesn't rank, which is false. Well, mm -hmm. it's true in one way if you're doing it the wrong way. Um, a lot of people, what they do is they, they make the A-plus content, but they just put images there. They don't put any words around it or they put words on the images. So no, Amazon's not going to rank the words on those images, but all the things you put around it, the description you put underward, on, on, you know, under there, um, that's what's going to rank. Uh, it, it's not as, you know, it doesn't have like as much priority as like the title and bullet points, um, but that is your description. And many people are, are making a big mistake of just putting images there with no wording next to it. And then, so I, you know, like we, we would audit someone's listing and then we'll tell them like, you're missing a description. They said, no, my A plus content is there. I said, yeah, it's there, but you're still missing your description. And that's a beautiful place where you could just be putting so many more keywords in there um, and people are not, you know, taking up on that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And you were mentioning auditing. What would, would could you give us short like checklist? Maybe what do you do? Which are the most important things when you're auditing account? Because at this point, someone, if they're not going to hire, for example, you for your services and they say, okay, first let's see what's wrong. And maybe I will go inside and see which are the important things that they should like audit, quote unquote. Sure. So I, whenever someone sends us a listing to audit, we take a look at just very simply um, into the, we break it up into two different departments, marketing and SEO. Mm -hmm. And SEO is like listing optimization is like the wording and content itself. So we would use different softwares. We put it in and make sure that, um, you know, you have all the relevant keywords. So it shows us what keywords you're indexed for now and shows them, it shows us all the keywords that you could be indexed for that are not in your listing. So mm -hmm. that's step one to make sure you have all the best keywords. Yeah. Um, afterwards is infographics. And I can speak hours upon hours about this because it's really so important. Mm -hmm. And people think like, oh, just the main images, whatever. But you have to keep in mind when someone types in a water bottle or whatever, there are 50 other listings that you're competing against. And yeah. if your listing is not standing out, there's no way that anyone's going to click on your listing. There's, there's, there's no way. So you have to be the one that stands out because it's a really, it's a huge funnel. It's someone searching it and showing up in the search results. That's step one. Step two is actually someone seeing all the listings and then clicking on yours. Once they click on yours and that opens up a whole new world of like, you know, the reviews and then the pricing and all that kind of stuff. But so then we will look at the infographics, the main image we'll see, you know, to see different ways that we can, you know, help it with conversions and, and the click-through rates. Um, and then we would also look at the infographics. Infographics are very important because you have to keep in mind that they don't have the product in front of them. And you mm -hmm. have to be able to sell them with these infographics and be able to bring out your features and your selling points and your benefits all within that. No one's reading the description. No one's reading the bullet points, really. People are very visual. People learn things much faster, much quicker once they see it in front of them. So if you're putting all your selling points, even whatever it says in the bullet points, and you convert that into an infographic, people will understand it much better and make an impulse buy. And that, that's the overall thing. So, you know, I, I, I was, I've spoken to sellers that say, no, I just want to keep my infographics, like, you know, my secondary images simple and I'll go all out, all out on my A+. I said, that's great, but that's a very big mistake because you have to be able to sell them about your, you know, sell your product to them within the first 15 to 30 seconds while they're on your listing. Mm -hmm. why, would you, why would you wait for them to scroll all the way down? Many people aren't going to scroll all the way down. 
first thing you will do is just scroll through those images. So that's very important to, to utilize that space properly and not just put a white background image there. It's the place where you're gonna showcase your product. It's gonna show someone using it, a lifestyle image. Um, even, you know, like my backgrounds in marketing and branding. And one of the things that I learned and it still applies still today is showing someone using your product because people will relate to it in their head so, uh, you know, subconsciously, they will relate and understand the product better when mm -hmm. someone's using it. And then they also connect that to an emotion. So if the person using the product is happy, in their mind, they're going to think, when I buy this product, I am going to be happy. Um, so that's why it's very important. People are like, oh, I'm just going to put up graphics. I'll just go put, hire someone on Fiverr to do graphics. And that's great. If you want graphics, you can get graphics there. But there's a lot more of a science, I would say, behind it, um, you know, behind the graphics and behind the infographics and all the marketing behind it yeah i love it and i love that you said that there's a science behind it do not start me on color silence like trying <laughs> to say something that is brown you know what's the what's the the usual things associated with brown things or so on or something that's green you know or something that's blue yeah. you know and this uh, reminds me just of um, someone um, recent client and they had like a brand they have it like a golden something like that and yeah they try to change to everything blue and i was like you know that that's a good idea but still like your brand has to be there and yeah, exactly. the, the blue and the blue is only for like it was some some um i think it's baby product or something like or cats or something like that and it was like yeah that's cool but still this is going to take only one part of the audience you know and you're not looking exactly. for that so definitely i i agree with what you are saying um something important that you mentioned also it's copy at some point and without bashing our steam copywriters work uh, who sustain that it has to be you have to make people to imagine things and so on um i as a uh, as a amazon buyer you know i'm not looking at copy i'm looking at images videos whatever you are saying right even like a plus content not so so much you am sold on the five first pictures and the video right so um what importance does copy has on how how should be copy like very heavy uh, on SEO or like, what's the normal rule of thumb there? Does it make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So it's very easy to accomplish both. And it's a famous, mis mis just, like, just like people under understand it differently. So yeah. for example, someone reached out to us, he, I think he spent a lot of money. Okay. He hired one of these top copywriters to write his listing. And honestly, between me, it really sounded great. Like I was like, you know, I, like it really sounds like, like you know, when you're on a you know professional website, and I would really want to buy the product just by reading it. Yeah. So, but then I told him, I said, you know, you're using this for Amazon. Is it optimized for Amazon? He said, I don't know. I said, but you know, it's it's very different. It's not that you just put something up and people are gonna read it and then just buy it. It's Amazon's algorithm that you have to adapt to also. So I said, you know, let's audit. You know, let's let's audit your listing. Let's put it through our software and see how optimized it was. So the way that the software works, it gives us like an overall score of your search volume. Like you could be at, let's say, 200,000 search volume. And based off the keywords you have in your listing now, you're whatever. So he was like 5,000 out of 200,000 search volume, which oh, wow. is literally, yeah, it's nothing. He's barely optimized at all. Um, so it's like literally like two, two and a half percent optimized. So then I told him, I said, look, your copy sounds great, but you're missing all of those Amazon keywords. And I showed him. And he said, I didn't even realize how, like, how, how much of an importance it, it is there. But he said, I don't want to touch anything on my copy. I said, it's no problem. I said, instead of using this word, use that word. You know why? Because it, it both sounds the same to the customer, but in Amazon's eyes, you just gain an extra 20,000 search form just by changing one word. Um, and not that, in your backend, you know, your backend search term, your backend keywords, put it, you could put it in different spaces. So 
going back to that question, is copy important? It's very important because at the end of the day, people are reading it, but uh, put the majority of the work in the bullet points where people mm -hmm. are going to read it. The description is blended upon so much of the information, the product details and stuff like that. No one even sees it if they want it. Um, so it's important um, to, yeah, to, to make sure the copy is good and the bullet points mm -hmm. keep it short and simple, not too cluttered and not too much information. Um, and if you are going to invest in the copy, then use that copy on the infographics. That's also an, an option. If you really want to get to your audience and make sure the wording is good, then use that wording on the infographics and save the bullet point description for all the heavy keywords that you want, you know, you know, you want to put your listing. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. Now that you talked about bullet points, at some point, uh, there are a few listings where you, you're allowed. So there are five bullet points, right? But now I see a few listings that are allowed to have up to 10 bullet points. Would you use them? If yes, how would you use it strategically? Or if you wouldn't, why not? Well, it depends on the category. I, I know some people who sell, you know, in their certain category, they'll use one bullet point for four words, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, 100% polyester. They'll use that as one bullet point. So it really depends on the category. Okay. Um, but I would say if you're keeping it short and sweet and simple, then it's okay to use like up to 10 or whatever they want to use. But if you're going to make the copy heavy, then just stay with the five. Um, and just keep it simple. But again, uh, like a lot of people love using emojis. Like that was a very big thing. And it it really cheapens your product. It, it depends what category, obviously, but let's say you're into children's toys and stuff like that, then yes, for sure. But um, if it's like a regular everyday product, then you don't need the emojis. It really cheapens it and, and just makes it look a, bit, a little bit childish, in my opinion, from a marketing view and a branding view. Um, I would just use that for the regular, you know, the wording, the copy, and just keep it short and sweet. I love it. And I also want to chime in there because like my experience, it's a bit different only because the way how I see it, Amazon and the way how I um, helped our audience is by its Instagram. So we are heavy on Instagram and they are used to emojis. We sell in the cat, like pet niche and we have cats, you know, and for them, they love it, you know. So this is like I, I just add, yeah. add up to what you are saying, you know, it depends if it's maybe it's a printer or something like very technical yeah. people who are they don't care about that you know it's like it's not like wow this i'm going to buy this listing because it has a printer on it you know like, exactly yeah. you know but yeah definitely to what you're saying i i agree to that all right so we went i i love this kind of episode and we are just going very very fast through all the most important bullet points which are the top three mistakes you see sellers make when it comes to listing optimization all right. So, well, the first thing is going back to the EBC thing that the A plus content where people aren't putting description. Number one big mistake I see. There's so much search volume that you're not using. Yeah. Uh, B is also making sure that you're not overpopulating your listing with so much information that people won't be able to understand and read it. Um, and the third one is is underestimating the power of the hero image. We once had a client that literally ended up spending through photography and all rendering stuff like that close to $10,000 in three months of his time, just trying to perfect his main image. And I really think, I still think he was, he's crazy, but at the end of the day, the, the, the only thing to kind of prove it is the numbers. And the, the truth is that he spent so much time and effort perfecting his main image. Now he's like the number one bestseller in this category because mm -hmm. he understood, he did the market research, what's working, what's not. You have to be able to stand out. If you're not standing out, you're just going to blend in with everybody else. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love this topic. Okay, let's talk just a bit about main images. You were saying that you are doing Amazon listing. Are you like on the, are you offering like full listing, like copy plus images as well and everything? Yeah. So what, what we do is uh, like, so since my background's in marketing and branding, 
Well, just to go into like my background, so people who haven't heard about me before is like, who is of this? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, you're a big shot. If, if you're on the show, you're a big shot. So that's enough. <laughs> but who is this guy? Let's 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 give the short bio. <laughs> okay. So it, you know, so uh, my background's in marketing and branding. I've been doing it for close to ten years. Um, then I started working under a very large. Um, company that they do like health and beauty they do over 100 million dollars on amazon so they brought me in and then they asked me to take over their amazon department and i literally like maybe at that time had no idea about anything amazon amazon is just a place where i'm purchasing a product and i had no idea that people actually sell and all this kind of stuff so he brought me in i was really laughing at it i really thought it was a joke but as time grew on i i was very invested was very involved and i really learned so much about it um, and now this brand is in, you know, Target, Walmart, uh, Ulta, like all these big box, you know, big brand name stores um, because they started off on Amazon and built themselves a huge presence there. Um, so while I was there, I learned a lot of different things. And then from there, I just kind of, you know, grew and uh, <laughs> and just did so much more with it. So um, based off of that, so I learned a lot of things there that work for this company that's doing nine figures. And if it works for them, oftentimes it'll work for you know, for other sellers in other categories. Um, so that's how our agency was born. Our agency was born because of my marketing experience in Amazon. I'm like, I just do all that. So now that you know that piece of information, so whenever we do listings, um, it's a mix of two. It's not just hiring someone just to do graphics for you. Um, and it's not someone just who, because they know Amazon and whatever. It's really both of them. Like we will do so much research about the Amazon, you know, space, like meaning your like the market research on Amazon and off of Amazon to see what works. We'll include the marketing and the branding to make sure that your, your brand and your product looks great. But at the same time is accomplishing the Amazon goals that you need to accomplish, like the infographics, making sure they're set. We know what works. We know what shoppers are looking for. Um, another side of our business is that I built a very, very large shopping uh, shopper network across mm -hmm. America when I first started with them. Um, and I, we still run that shopper network to run like promotions and deals and stuff like that. One huge key and benefit I got out of that was that I was able to learn shoppers behavior. And what that means is that I would get feedback from them. So I would say, hey, guys, like take a look at this product or whatever it is. Give me feedback. Let me understand. What do you look for in a product? and taking all those data points and implementing them into our listing. So mm -hmm. if I know that someone looks at A, B, and C, or what they're looking out for you know, on, a, on an average shopper, or let's say like, let's say in a certain category, hey, if you have a pet you know, and you're looking for pet products, what are three things you're looking for? Safety, quality, this, right? Mm -hmm. So then we would implement those ideas and strategies into your listing um, so they can understand the product better and we just solid gold because we know what they're looking for. It's not questioning and guessing. So yes. Yeah. So whenever we do, we do listings. So we do the copy, we do all the infographics, the marketing, branding, editing, um, kind of everything from, from A to Z there, but that's the background. Yeah. It's not just a, a listing because you can hire anyone to do graphics for you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know, like this, just like this says a lot about you and the way how you are caring also for a customer, because most of the time, you know, I mean, yeah. I feel that I, I'm going to start to, to criticize people. This is not the oh, podcast no, for no, it. No. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you were saying. I think it's very, very important. And it's like, it's precious what you were saying about shoppers. So for example, what we do for our own brand, we don't have the shoppers, but we have our audience. And that's also what I'm doing. Like asking... Yeah, asking the same questions, you know, and they see how precious this is. And this is like, yet again, I'm preaching 
people, dear people listening to this, please build up an audience because you are going to need them. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> I always tell people that you should build your brand off of Amazon too, because you see Amazon's very crazy and they will suspend accounts and or take down an ASIN or even for something simple. Or I'm sure you know about all these competitors that are doing crazy, crazy things. Yeah. Um, and they will take down the products. And what are you going to do? You're going to start from scratch. You should definitely just even build up an Amazon uh, an off Amazon store. Um, but it also has a lot of different benefits and features in Amazon's eyes too, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whenever they, they would, let's say, for example, want to go like suspend an ASIN or something, or they want to, you know, see something about your brand, they will research your brand off of Amazon too. And if you have a presence there, yeah, if you have a presence there, they will, they will see that you're much more of an official business. And it's not someone who's just drop shipping or, you know, has one or two private label products um, from China, just going there, you know, they see that, oh, hey, you're a business off of Amazon too. It gives you much more legitimacy. So yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a, that's a golden nugget that they haven't asked for yet it's so brilliant yeah that's definitely i'll give you i'll give you another like you know a little bit of a of a cherry on top it really helps whenever someone hijacks your listing um amazon looks for that too because you can go to amazon and present that and say hey look this is our website this is our product on our website we own it we are the owners of this brand so uh, if someone hijacked your listing then you can show that to amazon and they will help you much quicker than just submitting a regular claim with a test order or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. All right, last question. Are there any questions that I should have asked at this point and I haven't? I don't know. I really disagree. <laughs> Yet again, uh, super you know, broad questions. That, today, a, <laughs> today I'm sharing broad questions. There you go. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know at the top of my mind. There's so many questions I get daily. You I, I had people ask me if they could sell cars on Amazon. People ask me if they could sell pets on it. Like when I go to these, like when we have a booth by a show or something, we get the most bizarre questions you could possibly think of. I'm like, so can, we, can we sell dogs on Amazon? I'm like, dog? Like dog toys? No, no, no. Can we sell like pets? I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Hmm, that would be a good business, you know. We yeah. have a, a British short hair uh, um, breed cat, you know. Those are expensive. We should sell them on Amazon. <laughs> on Prime, right? <laughs> right, right. All right. So, Mark, thank you so so much for attending and to be respectful of your time before we are wrapping up. I like to ask um, you four quick questions that will help our listeners to get to know you better. The first one goes like this: If you would have a superpower, which one would be and why? Hmm. What is superpower? It would be. Maybe to clone myself to be able to accomplish more work yeah, you know, yeah. um, at once. I would say to slow time, but I don't want to slow time. The world could go, but to have both of me, we could accomplish two, you know, two times the speed. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good. I can <laughs> I can relate to that. Like top exactly. workaholic here. Yes. Yeah, oh okay. <laughs> so, what is a fifty dollar or less investment you recently made that helped your business grow? Help my business grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fifty dollars. I took a like a lower price point because yep. something that's. I'm, I'm sure that's why you picked fifty dollars. I'm um, smart as you are. This is why you acknowledge that. Yes, go on. Um, <laughs> but I can't. Actually, you know what? Um, Pickfu. I'm not really trying to plug anyone in here, but Pickfu mm-hmm. underrated has a very. They, their whole idea is such a smart idea um, because it really helps you. So, for example, I said about the shopper network, but Pickfu is kind of that well in a much more professional way that anyone could kind of access it um, because you get real raw feedback and you can go really specific in regards to the demographics um, and that could help out a lot because you have to understand when you're building a product a brand or a logo whatever you could possibly think of 
you're biased. You've been looking at this logo for two months, trying to work on it. But when you get the outside point of view, like, oh, I never thought about it before, you know? So definitely I would say that that's a good $50 investment. Brilliant. What are your top three favorite books and why? All right. So I'm, I'm not such a book reader. I'm a more of a listener, but that's great too. But yeah, but I would say the book that I, um, let me see. One book that I read recently was Never Split the Difference. Yay. Um, I love Chris Voss. Yeah, Chris Voss is amazing. He actually also we just came out the whole masterclass about it. Definitely amazing. Even if you just pick up one thing from there, it's it's really, really so like cool. How I, I just love like, you know, that topic. Um, let me see. The second book. I, I forgot. It was a hundred million dollar offer. I, mm-hmm. I forgot. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a purple book. I forgot it. But yeah, that's a, that was very interesting. Very like raw and straightforward. Not like really edited, just straight to the point. And the third one, um, I mean, I always believe it's very important to, I know it's nothing about business, but to be healthy and have a good, you know, mind space and whatnot. So I forgot exactly. The, I think it's called Healthy Living. I don't know exactly the name. Don't quote me, but it, just anything in general to understand that, you know, your health really matters more than any dollar or any bank account you could possibly think of. Because if you're not healthy or if you're not on point and you just, you know, you're not with it, it's it's not worth to even have a billion dollars, you know, that's that's number one. So, yeah. Yeah, without talking about this, I was I'm on the same concept. Yes, that's really like that. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you and your services? Say hello and ask awkward questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to that. I should not give out my cell phone number. Huh? No. <laughs> Uh, we're very active on LinkedIn. You could you could search it up, um, Mark Casey. But on our website is either AmazonSEO.com, which yes, that's real, um, or HouseOfAMZ.com. We're, we're we're active there. We have all of our services and about us, and you can learn much more. Also, a lot of different content there too, so you can learn a lot more there. Sounds amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. This was uh, not only very knowledgeable, but very not only very educational, but also very entertaining for me and I hope for you as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And to us, uh, no, and to you, my dear listener, uh, I went off script this time. <laughs> and to you, my dear listener, don't forget to chime in next Wednesday because I'll be back. Take care. Bye. Bye.